Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we have a special edition of the program today. On the phone with me, I have Dr. Cornelis Venema. He is the president and professor of doctrinal studies at Mid-American Reform Seminary in Indiana. He's the author of several books, including Getting the Gospel Right and Christ and the Future. He's going to be one of our speakers at our 2019 Boise Reformation Conference. The theme this year is In Christ Alone. You're not going to want to miss this. This is going to be on November 8th and 9th. All of the details for the conference can be found at ReformationBoise.com. So, Dr. Venema, thank you so much for um, agreeing to the interview today. Well, thank you. I'm very happy to participate, and I'm looking forward to the conference. You know, one, one of um, we do a show here, and we have another pastor on the air. Uh, perhaps you know him, um, Pastor Jonathan Van Hoogen. He's also in the URC with you. Yes, I do. I know Jonathan. So I've known he, him for a number of years. He says that when you speak on the floor um, at your guys' uh, General Assembly, it's like E.F. Hut- Hutton speaking. <laughs> well, I'm it's, not so sure about that. I'll, I'll, I'll mention that to my students. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. So um, the first session that you're going to be uh, teaching on is our assurance in Christ. And... Um, why why is this idea of our assurance in Christ um, such a vital issue? I think part of the answer to that question takes us back to the Reformation in the 16th century. One of the great crises in the church, certainly this was part of Luther's struggle, and as well Calvin and the other major reformers, was under the... Uh, presentation of the gospel through the Roman Catholic Church at the time, believers were quite clearly said not ordinarily to be able to have assurance of their salvation. Only a few among God's elect, according to the teaching of the church at the time, by special revelation outside of the word of God, given to them only, only those persons could have assurance. The very idea of assurance was thought by the church to be uh, detrimental to keeping people in an appropriate anxiety so that they would do the good works necessary to complete Christ's work of salvation and thus obtain uh, some assurance, but never any kind of full assurance. So um, it was viewed, let me repeat back what I heard, it was viewed as being detrimental to the Christian if you were to have assurance? Because somehow would that would that lead to like a form of of liberalism or antinomianism or loose living or something? Is that what they believed? I do think there the fear in part was born out of the idea that if believers can have full assurance that their sins are forgiven, 
and that they're in a right relationship with God and heirs of eternal life on the basis of Christ's work alone, apart from any works that they might do, the, the, the worry was that that would encourage a kind of lackadaisical, uh, easy believism, mm -hmm. kind of carnal or fleshly confidence. Uh, there would be no stimulus or appropriate uh, motivation for Christian living. Is that what you have found in your own life? Absolutely not. The, uh, the root of the Christian life is union with Christ by his spirit through the word. And anyone united to Christ and indwelt of his spirit will uh, necessarily, uh, even as a result of God's gracious working in them by his spirit, show forth fruits of gratitude. Yeah. It's really not possible to do a good work if it's not done from true faith. That is, out of the confidence that upon the basis of Christ's work alone, I'm in a right relationship with God so that my works are not affected adversely by the notion that they contribute or form, at least in part, a basis for my acceptance mm -hmm. with God. Uh, it, the Reformation confessions are very consistent in s insisting that a good work is a work done from true faith to God's glory and according to the standard of his holy law. Uh, and the emphasis on faith is to preserve those works from being viewed as contributing and constituting a part, partial ground for my acceptance with God. Mm. Well, if you're just tuning in on the phone with me, I have Dr. Cornelis Venema. He's going to be one of our speakers at our Reformation Boise Conference this year in November. And we're talking about this issue of assurance. Uh, now, Dr. Venema, maybe some of our listeners don't know what assurance is, or, or maybe sometimes they confuse it in their own mind with, with perhaps even justification. So can you explain to us what assurance is? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I would define assurance as the believer's confident receiving and embracing the promise of salvation, acceptance, right standing with God on the basis of Christ's work alone. So that assurance, particularly full assurance, I think you have to make a distinction between what faith ought to produce and inevitably produces in the believer, namely full assurance, from the reality, quite practically and realistically, of the struggle that often accompanies the Christian pilgrimage of obtaining and cultivating that kind of full assurance. But full assurance means the confidence based upon the gospel's promise that I am saved through the work of Christ alone and the God of my salvation by the working of Christ's spirit will preserve me. As Paul says in Philippians, the one who has begun a good work in us will bring it to completion. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to include an assurance, not only the confidence that I'm presently no longer under condemnation, but that God will preserve and keep me uh, by the working of his spirit with the word in the way of salvation. I will not ultimately and irrevocably lose mm. 
what the gospel promises. I think that ad- I think the adjective "full" uh, on full assurance is so is so important for our listeners to hear. You know, I'm a big fan of of Dr. Martin Lloyd Jones, and he talked a lot about assurance. And he said that uh, when a culture or a society or a group of people come into full assurance of the, of salvation, that's when revival happens. Uh, do you think that's overstatement? No, I don't. I think uh, if you have that assurance, you're at liberty. You're free not to continue in sin, but you're free from the burden of doing what pleases God according to his law, his holy law and will, in order to obtain favor and acceptance with him. Mm. Uh, One of the catechisms of the Reformation with which I'm quite familiar, the Heidelberg Catechism, places the entire Christian life under the rubric of the work of Christ by his spirit, renewing us after the image of Christ in true knowledge, righteousness, and holiness. And the broad category to describe the character of that life is it's a life of gratitude. Mm. It's a life of thanksgiving, giving thanks to God and growing in grace and in knowledge and by the work of Christ's spirit, and by our diligence in making use of the means of grace, growing in our uh, devotion to God and as well our devotion and love for others in his name. Mm. Do, you, do you think that a person can be truly saved and not have any assurance of salvation? Uh, that's a, what the English would call a sticky, wicked question. <laughs> um, when you say no assurance or any assurance, I, I feel like the they've lo- I feel like they've lost it. I, oh, I certainly do believe that there are uh, seasons in the life of a Christian when, for a variety of reasons, that assurance may either be attenuated or weakened, or perhaps even for a season lost. Uh, the, the Canons of Dort, in the fifth head of doctrine dealing with the perseverance of believers, the saints, notes that that's the case. And in doing so, I think, echo the language of the Westminster Mm -hmm. Standards as well. Uh, But the Westminster Standards do say that ordinarily, properly, even if it be weakened and needing to rise to a more full assurance, there'll be some measure of assurance. You can hardly embrace by faith uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, receive him as a perfect Savior, and not have some measure, even if only uh, in small measure. And I think it's one of the callings of the Christian life to grow and to cultivate and make appropriate use of the means God gives us Mm -hmm. uh, to obtain assurance, greater assurance. Yeah. You know, Thomas Brooks, I believe, the Puritan Thomas Brooks, he wrote a book called... um, I think it's called Heaven on Earth, and he dealt with assurance. And I think, I think if, if more and more Christians connected those two things together, i.e., that my joy is heightened and um, and and it grows when I have a deeper assurance of my salvation in Jesus Christ. So, um, if a person has um, perhaps lost their assurance or their assurance is weakened, um, what would you recommend them to do? Well, let me just say uh, initially, 
just by way of a introductory comment, Sinclair Ferguson has written a book, The Whole Christ. So good. And that is a book than which I don't know of any greater <laughs> on this very question. He, in the latter section of that book, dealing with the Merrill controversy, he lays out beautifully, I think, the occasions for a loss of assurance, one of which is rot, as he puts it in the foundation. So as soon as you think your salvation is going to rest or be grounded, your acceptance with God and reception into his favor depends upon what you do and the degree to which you've done it, that's rot in the foundation that will rob you of the kind of confidence that you may have in Christ as you come before him in the way of faith. Uh, he also talks about sins that occur in the life of the Christian, uh, sometimes grievous sins. And in that circumstance, there can be for a season, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, a wondering, a doubting, uh, a lack of certainty regarding my standing with God. But he, he recommends, and now I come to your question more directly, that we use the means God has given us yeah. to nurture our faith. And those means are uh, the reading of his word, the ministry, the teaching, proclamation of the gospel, uh, the, the means of grace, word, sacrament, prayer. Um, you need to uh, renew your appreciation for an understanding of what the gospel promise is in Christ. Yeah. And that, that will... There's no magical strategy here. Amen. It's, Just the ordinary or, use of the means of, of grace. grace. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Well, on the phone today with me, I had Dr. Cornelis Venema. He's the president and professor of doctrinal studies at Mid-American Reformed Theology uh, Seminary. He is going to be one of our speakers at our upcoming Boise Reformation Conference 2019. That's going to be November 8th and 9th. Please go to ReformationBoise.com to find out all the details. Dr. Venema, thank you so much for being on the program today. Thank you. Thank you. 